Hey, welcome back to The Real Slim Fady Show. I am Fady Hawama, and today we are talking about the difference between a CEO mindset and a CFO mindset. I was the full-time CFO of a VC-backed startup. I also ran my own outsourced consulting firm, outsourced CFO consulting firm, and I was directly the outsourced CFO of tens of other companies, ranging between pre-seed to Series B companies and everything in between. So, Being the CFO, especially at a VC-backed company, is by far the most difficult position at the company. Having been a CEO of a VC-backed company uh, right now at Clockwork and having been the CFO of a VC-backed company, for me personally, you have so much responsibility on your shoulders as the CFO, right? You have to answer all the questions about where the money's going, how the money's coming in, who's spending the money, every single little thing. And it's all on your head, right? You are the one who has to manage the finances of the company. That's your title, right? Chief financial officer. You have to manage not only the external, but the internal. Every single little thing that happens in the company is on your shoulders that has to do with money coming in and money going out. With that responsibility, you're the scapegoat. A lot of times if things go wrong, if you see any kind of company that, that's growing, any kind of company that's out in the space that, that's either publicly traded or, or not, when things go wrong, the CFO is out, right? Oh, we missed our targets, CFO is out. We forecast wrong, CFO is out. We overspent, CFO is out. Very shortly after that, the CEO probably gets the boot, right? If they When they dig in and they're like, hey, how the heck did this even happen? It's probably the CEO. But the CFO, it's always on their back, always on their shoulders to make those decisions, whether the CEO is forcing them to and telling them to or or they feel pressure to or not, right? I remember one of my clients, when I very first started my consulting firm, the CEO was spending money like his life depended on it. Within the first couple of months that I started working with them. We raised a million dollar seed round and a million bucks. I mean, you know, it's all good and well, but like it goes very quickly. CEO immediately gave everyone, him and his three co-founders raises up to 150 grand a year, gave everyone else on the team raises. I was looking at the CEO and I'm like, man, if we did, if we do all the stuff that you're telling me, we're not going to make that much money. You know, that, that million will run out within, you know, nine months, eight months, definitely not the year and a half, two years that we needed it to. And it was one of those situations where like, oh, shoot, now we need to go and raise a Series A shortly after we close that seed round. And so now during the diligence process, all the questions started coming up, right? Where is this money? What was spent on it? How are we doing this? Who's being paid what? What's the actual situation with the cash? And of course, the CFO, you know, in diligence documents, they'll say like, hey, we need time with the CFO to talk about this, this, and they'll give you a large list of questions, at least in my experience going through the Series A's, right? And it was a situation where every question that I was being asked as the outsourced CFO, it didn't matter that I was outsourced, right? I was the on paper, I was the CFO for the firm, for the company. They needed me to answer all the questions. A lot of the questions were because the CEO told us, because the CEO wanted to do this, because the CEO, because the CEO. That's how it started, right? But for them, they didn't really care, right? I was the CFO. Even though I was outsourced, I was the CFO. And they're like, we need to figure out what's going on with the finances. They brought in a full-time CFO even before the Series A was done. And I was like, man, you guys are literally trying to put a wig on a pig. And it was the CEO's issue, right? The full-time CFO that they brought on were paying him all kinds of money. He was fired within three months. The next CFO, he lasted three months. It was just a revolving door. The CFO was always the scapegoat, right? You know, when we talk about the responsibilities of the CEO, 
First and foremost, it's to set the vision and the strategy for the direction of the company, right? That's table stakes for being, for a CEO who knows what they're doing, that's table stakes. You have to set the vision and the strategy. You see, the reason you're a founder and you're a CEO and you saw something that other people didn't, right? And you need to set the vision to hit those goals, grow the company, do whatever you need to do. But the CEO needs to be focused on the team, the culture, recruiting, bringing top tier talent to the team to actually execute on the vision and the strategy and keeping them, right? You can't just bring really good people and then use them, abuse them and and then have them quit. Or it's developing the existing team that you have to become top tier talent. I know at Clockwork, my very first employee, employee number one was a junior product guy. Now he's my right hand person. He's been here for been with me for over two and a half years. He's my VP of product. And I can't imagine a day of clockwork without him by my side. But I took a lot of time to develop him to be a lot of what he needs to be right. A lot of frustration with people. You think you're going to hire people and you think they're just going to go and execute everything. But it's on the CEO to develop the team. It's on the CEO to give them the resources that they need to actually go and become top tier or do what you need them to do. So, you know, the CEO needs to see things in the market that others don't and needs to be able to allocate the resources accordingly to go and actually execute. Whether that's bringing on people, whether that's go to market strategies, sales strategies, product strategies, whatever it is, it's the CEO who has to, who sees that and they need to allocate the resources accordingly, right? The CEO needs to keep a pulse on every single thing that's happening in the company, but needs to stay out of the weeds. The mindset of the CEO always has to be strategic, high level, but you need to have a pulse on all the little things that are happening from product to operations, to strategy or to finance, to operations, to any engineering. It does not matter. Every single thing that's happening with the company, the CEO needs to keep a pulse on it, whether that's through a CEO dashboard that your team puts together, that you review weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it may be, you as the CEO, you always need to know what's going on, but you cannot be the person in the details, in the weeds, in in every single little thing across the company, because that's a quick way to burn yourself out. Trust me, I know. I used to be at the middle of every single little thing with clockwork. I was in the middle of it all. And I was always wondering, why isn't anyone doing this? Why isn't anyone taking this over? Because I was the one doing it. I was the one in the middle. So now it's it's really, really a, a huge revelation for me to be out of the weeds. The mindset of the CEO needs to be really smart and calculated with every move that they're making, right? You can't just hire a ton of people, spend a bunch of money, jack up your burn whenever you, you whenever you raise some money. And now you're burning 200, 300, $500,000 a month with no real strategy, no real execution plan. Right. So the CEO needs to be smart and calculated with all those moves. You cannot be reckless. You cannot be a reckless CEO. You see CEOs of these huge companies going on CNBC doing interviews and they give their report on the entire company as a whole. And you'll literally see real time changes in their stock price. Right. If the market likes what they say, what they don't like, what they say. That's a lot of weight for early stage companies who aren't publicly traded. The words that you say carry even more weight and way more weight than than we realize, right? Earlier this year, I hired a CEO coach to really help me f- get to the next level of, of leading clockwork, leading a VC-backed tech company. And one of the very first lessons she taught me was my words as the CEO carried so much more weight and every single little thing that I did and said would echo for every one of my team members, whether they reported to me or not, every single person on the clockwork team would 
echo and carry a lot of weight. I've always been a very calculated person, meaning I don't make decisions without thinking things through, sometimes even overthinking, but I always see what every move, everything that I say will do three or four steps down the line. I was losing focus on what that meant for my team as I was scaling the team, right? I would see the vision and I would see three, four steps down the line. But if I don't correct them and walk them through that process, walk them through my my strategy, my vision, what I'm seeing, a lot of times it was mis, misunderstood. And it's like, well, why is he making me do that? I don't believe that I should do that. And, and it just caused misunderstandings for no reason, right? So as a CEO, your mindset always has to be very calculated. You have to know that every single thing that you're doing carries weight, especially, especially for early stage companies, pre-seed, series A, series B, series C companies. You carry a lot of weight because you are the figurehead of the company. Even if you have co-founders and you have other people, as the CEO, you are the figurehead of the company. And that single piece of advice made me so much more focused on every single little thing that I told the team, whether it's in our all hands and casual conversations and in pre-meeting stuff, post-meeting stuff, whatever it was, I was so much more focused on, oh my gosh, every single thing that's kind of come out of my mouth, whether it's a joke, whether it's not, carries weight. So I had to really, really refocus my mindset of what that actually meant. And the responsibilities on the shoulder of the CEO, right? We talked about the responsibilities for a CFO that, that you have to manage everything on the financial side. The responsibilities on the shoulder of a CEO are immense. They're ridiculous. Every decision has to live and die by what the CEO says, right? It's the CEO's head on every decision. It's their name on on the marketing strategies. It's their name on the sales strategies. It's their name on the product vision, on the uh, everything, right? It is always on the CEO to be very strategic and visionary and understand how that flows through the rest of the organization. Now, as a CFO, your mindset is constantly on the defense, right? You were getting asked, trust me, I, I'm speaking from from personal experience, when I was the CFO, I was constantly getting asked questions. Can we do this? Can I hire this person? Can I fire this person? Should I do this? Should we go into this new market? Should we raise our price? All these questions were that had anything to do with finance, especially because the CEOs, you know, some of the, some of my clients, they loved it because they had me, right? They're like, go ask, go ask fatty, go ask fatty, go ask fatty. And it's like, stop asking fatty. You know, you are the CEO. You need to make decisions as well. But as a CFO, you're constantly getting blown up and default is always just to say no, right? The historical reputation of a CFO is to say no. Anyone comes to you with any questions? No, I can't do that. No, we can't do that. We can't spend that money. We can't afford it. We should not go in that market. That market is extremely crowded. Whatever it is, it, that's that's historically the reputation of a CFO. And I've seen it at multiple companies, right? I used to work for Boeing. I used to work at an oil and gas uh, consulting firm. And I had, I had tons of clients, even their CFOs of the oil and gas companies. They were just always saying no, 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 no. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. So that's historically what the CFO chair really has been, right? When your CEO or anyone else on the team wants to make a serious decision and move things forward and they start putting pieces together to make it happen, you can't always be the no person as a CFO. You cannot do that. The new age CFO, the CFO that companies need to have now is a, this is how we do this. That's the person that the CFO needs to be. Unless obviously it's a completely ridiculous move that someone wants to kind of, you know, moonshot and they're going to burn a bunch of money. You guys really don't have those resources. You have to obviously put your foot down and put a stop to that. But that should be the exception, especially as you're a growing company. 
right? Especially as you're growing company, that should be the exception. It should be, this is how we do it. And this is how we do it well and efficiently and effectively. Because at a startup, especially at a startup, your team wants to experiment. They wouldn't be at a startup if they didn't, right? They're, they're, they want to see what works, what doesn't work. No one likes to just take, you know, direction from every single person on every single time, especially if you're a startup. And your team has to be able to feel good about all the decisions that they're making. And you need a CFO with that mindset. So your team team feels empowered to go and make decisions. They feel empowered to go and experiment. Growth stage companies are all about experimentation. If you're not investing in people and ideas, new strategies, new tactics, because you're worried about protecting your nest egg, that dollar that you have in the bank, you should not be a CFO in this day and age, right? Your CFO for companies, the CFO, the mindset of a CFO always has to be, this is how we need to do this the smart way. The CEO's mindset is always, This is what we need to do because I see things that people don't. I see how the market is developing. I see how competitors are going after this. And I feel we need to go and do this and this and this. Then you give it to the team, let them execute, let them figure it out. You know, it doesn't make sense. Does it not make sense? Then let your team feel empowered to come to you as the CEO and say, hey, I see this happening in the market. We are seeing this data from our experimentation that we should do this. We should pivot into this. We should start selling this product. We should go into this market. That should be how open-minded CEOs are. They should not be dictators. The CEO mindset should not be a dictator. It should not be, we are doing this because I said we're doing it. That's not what a CEO does. And a CFO, it's, we're not doing that because I said no. That's not what a CFO should do. A CEO should listen to everything, keep a pulse on the team, keep a pulse on the market, keep a pulse on competitors, and figure out what is the next move that's going to make the company grow. The CFO mindset is this is how we do it, right? If you have a CFO, whether full-time, part-time, that's constantly telling you, no, you can't do this, shooting down your ideas, and let me build you a model, and they build you a model that you can't understand, you don't really understand, you can't see the vision, you can't see the details of the model, fire that person, fire that CFO if they are always telling you, no, you can't do this. Or if they're always telling you, yes, if they don't care enough to do the diligence on what you are bringing them, the ideas, the modeling, the forecast, if they don't care enough and they're like, yeah, yeah, go and do it. Because as an outdoor CFO, if your business does not succeed, it's no sweat off their back. They'll go find another client that's paying them five grand, 10 grand a month. You need, especially if you're working with an outsourced CFO, you need good advice. If they are always telling you yes, or they're always telling you no, get rid of them. The CFO mindset needs to be a partner with the CEO. You need to be enablement partners with the CEO to grow the company smartly, right? Don't enable the CEO who's who's always uncontrollable and, and not calculated and very reckless. That's not the job of a CFO, right? I'm not saying go and enable bad behavior, but the CEO needs to see the thing of what the next big thing is. The C, That's what the CEO's job is. It is to see what the next big thing and the CFO needs to be able to honestly figure out if it's possible and how to do it with the best intention, right? That's why it's so important for the CEO and the CFO to be partners, to be attached to the hip on all things. And so they have a full understanding and being on the same page, right? The relationship of the CEO and the CFO needs to be so tight and trusting. And if either person starts to break that tight bond that needs to be there and they start losing that trust, that's a recipe for disaster. You're never going to get the growth that you need to. And that's why I always say finding a good CFO, finding a good finance partner in your business is a growth hack. 
a lot of people don't realize that. They think of growth hacking being marketing roles or sales roles or whatever it may be, right? All these growth manager, marketing, growth growth titles, the finance people can be growth hackers. They can figure out things that you don't see, that your product team doesn't see, that your sales team doesn't see, that your marketing team doesn't see. They give you the data to go and make decisions. Relying on gut instinct is great and it will take you so far, but if you can tack that on with data to support your gut instinct decisions, that's where you get scary, that's where you go and start tackling the market that like no one else has seen before. Like with clockwork, people thought I was insane that we were going to have immediate account creation. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, there's no way you can do that. Financial modeling, da, 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 da. I'm like, you guys just don't see it the way I do. Trust me and, and we'll do it. And so I found people around me that trusted me and we built it. Now, you know, no one else in the market can come close to how we do it because I saw something that no one else had and I found people around me that could help me execute on it. And that's how Clockwork became a success. And that's how we continue to be successful. And that's, how, that's that's why Clockwork is growing faster than anyone else in this space, right? It's because I saw something and I surrounded myself with people that saw the vision and trusted the vision and helped me figure out a way to do it. That's really, really the partner. And, and keep in mind, my background's a CFO, right? I was a CFO. I am a CFO. I, I always like to say I'm a recovering CFO. As a CFO, you get torn battered, beat up, especially at a VC-backed company. You are absolutely thrown in the ring around so many different things. So that's why I always say I'm a recovering CFO. And so it, it takes a toll on you. It absolutely takes a toll on you being the CFO. Being the CEO, I love it because you get to think of all the fun, creative, strategic but big next steps and the responsibilities are no less. But as the CEO, you get a lot of the branding, right? You get to be out in the market. As the CFO, you're just behind closed doors and you're building things and, and you're supposed to work through models. And they think they think you're a financial model wizard, right? I, I can't tell you how many of my clients are like, build me a model for this. I'm like, what is this? You didn't even explain it to me the right way. Build me a model for this. Build me. My job is a CFO. I'm not a model builder. And so it was it was very enlightening for me to understand really the role of the CFO as a strategic finance minded person tied to the hip with the CEO, making sure that everyone's on the same page. That's how you go and execute. That's how you really grow and scale a team a lot more efficiently and effectively. Thanks for listening in. This is the real slim Fady show. My name is Fady Huatma. Check out my company, clockwork.ai, if you have a chance for financial modeling, forecasting, and let me know if you have any questions. Thanks.